we'd like to welcome you to our current event and Bible study for March 20th, 2017. Today we're just going to be covering kind of a myriad of different current events. A lot of these things uh, could definitely be impacting our lives very, very shortly and are impacting our lives right now, even though we're not even aware of it. And I'm going to be playing some clips where a lot of things that they're going to be mentioning, I mean, it's just mind-blowing that I didn't even know was going on. I keep learning more stuff. Um, like the Bible says, in the end times, knowledge shall increase, and that's really what we're seeing right now. Um, and we're also learning about a lot of the nefarious plans that have been foisted upon us for sometimes decades and that we might not have been aware of previously. So there's like this big reve grand revealing that seems to be going on. There's a lot with the pedophilia and all of the, just the wickedness that that is being perpetuated in high places and in high government and in Hollywood and these types of things. It's just mind-boggling. Um, just more stuff to, to pray about. The first report is entitled, Illegal Border Crossings Down 40%, but totally non-vetted diseased refugees obtaining social security numbers and passports upon arrival in the U.S. by plane and under cover of night. So while we've got illegal border crossings down 40% since Trump came into office, we still have an absolute influx and this is all through the United Nations. They're the ones that are behind this. They're the ones bringing these, these devils in. And we're going to be talking about that today. It's, it's an interview that Josh Tolley just did. And um, I just... It confirms so many of the other studies that I've done upon this subject that this isn't stuff that we're just talking about that has no merit or basis of fact. Uh, more and more verifiable by the week, essentially. Josh Tolley posted a disturbing video on YouTube this past week. In the video, Josh interviews a woman from Missouri, um, and we're going to be listening to that, who explains how refugees are flown in at night and given social security numbers and passports completely non-vetted. Now, these aren't refugees. These are Muslim men of fighting age, most of them from Syria, that are carrying all kinds of diseases and are bent literally on jihad, holy war, Muslim holy war, and killing the infidels. I mean, that's, that's what their whole stated goal is. And they're literally doing everything they can do to bring these devils in under the cover of night and not vet them on purpose by design. And this is going on essentially every night in different airports and in different ways they're bringing them in across the nation. I've talked about the, the, the buses that come across the border with the blacked out windows, um, the white, they're white buses, so that would be more of like a UN thing you would think as well. Uh, they fly them in, they, br they bring them in on UPS cargo planes, they're, and then what they do is they have all these different, quote, religious, 501c3 religious organizations in America that have contracted with the United Nations in order to bring them in, in order to get them to their destination, and in order to get, get them housing, and in order to get them everything they, they need for free. Housing, clothing, food, all of this the American taxpayer is paying for. Now I've talked about this before, I've given all the evidence before. This is just going to give a whole other level and layer to, to the types of atrocities that are being committed. And they're literally being brought in to kill us. That's literally the, the only, the real goal of all of this, the end game. 
is to have that fifth column Trojan horse insurgency already in place on our soil for when things go hot. They're going to activate these devils. All these Islamic terror cells that have been here. All the Black Lives Matter. All the illegal drug cartels in Mexico. All the stuff they're doing right now with the Cal Exit movement in, Cal in California. All of these, all the, the Russian troops that are on our soil. All the, the Chinese troops that are already on our soil. How they control the ports. All of these things are going to be activated at a future date. When, when satan evidently gives the green light for this stuff to go hot and they're already going to be in place so um they realize that america is the most highly armed nation ever in the history of mankind so they also realize they have to put in place a very very large contingency of evil devils in order to annihilate the americans so this is what's going on here and we've talked a lot about this lately this is just going to give like i said a whole other level of confirmation the, the woman started attending meetings last year this is the woman he's interviewing i don't know if they ever give her name for whatever but i mean you can see her i mean maybe they do give her name i don't know anyway she started attending meetings last year sponsored by the missouri social services that are under the auspices of the un refugee resettlement organization they're not bringing in any Christians, okay? The Christians are left to, to uh, in Syria and in these third world, basically, hellholes in order that they'll be killed. Okay, and that includes the Yazidis and the Coptic Christians and a lot of other people that, that may be like, you know, they would, they would just lump in with Christians that aren't really like, you know... I would say a Bible-believing type of Christian. They've, they've got a lot of their weird belief systems commingled in there. For Islam, and I really don't think it matters that much, as long as they're not Islamic, as long as there's any Christian bent to them especially, they are a target. They are the avowed enemy of Islam. Um, that's how Islam views them. And they're there to subjugate, for the women to rape, well, for little boys too, steal, kill, generally mutilate i mean you name it they we have no rights no nothing so they'll bring over the syrian muslim terrorist men of fighting age they'll bring over the same ones from somalia the wickedest of the wicked those are the same ones that are marching into germany and into europe those are the ones they're letting in they're making the christians stay behind they don't have any rights the christians they're they're left behind for the slaughter for the other muslims to clean up so they're sending in the worst dregs and most demon-possessed devils on the face of the planet in order to take us out, the Christians over here, and, and anybody that would be of any kind of lawful bent, patriot movement, whatever you want to call them, pro-Second Amendment, pro-life, anybody that has any type of righteous inclination. That's what they're here for. And they're trying to get as many of them in, in as they can Trump is being fought every single step of the way. Every single thing he's trying to do is being fought. They blocked his travel ban again. We're going to talk about that in a second. He tried to reinstitute the travel ban on like what's the six most uh, worst countries there are that bring in the the most terrorists where they're not being vetted. It was it was a very benign thing. It was it was like the very least of what should be being done. They're blocking that every single thing. He's trying to do in any kind of righteous way. And I don't mean that because I think he's perfect. I'm saying anything he's trying to do, though, that has any kind of righteous bent to it, they are fighting him 
tooth and nail, and that is a fact. Doesn't mean I'm not saying he couldn't turn out to be whatever. But I'm telling you right now, I'm just looking at what they're doing. The whole mainstream media is 100% ganged up and geared up against him. The Congress and the Senate and all these guys are, are trying to resist him as much as possible. And he's, he's trying to fight this gigantic, gigantic uh, panopticon of, of the New World Order. And it is resisting him every step of the way. So he's having a hard time, even though he has done a lot of things since he's been in office. I mean, way, way more than, than, um, than um, um, Obama. That's for sure. I mean, I just read something this morning. I'll just read that to you. Um, first two months in office, Trump reduces uh, U.S. debt by $100 billion, whereas Obama, in his first two months, increased the debt by $400 billion. Okay? That's just one stat out there. Next, this is just some headlines from this week. Trump gets trade win at G20 median. Top economies yield to the USA. Um, now there's bids coming in to begin to begin building the border wall. Illegal border crossings down forty percent. You know, and it's like, okay, well, I mean, I really, you know, listen. If the guy was doing a whole bunch of evil, I'd be here screaming the t screaming the loudest. You know, I'd I'd be, but I'm not going to scream that Trump's the the bane of all society or the bane of the world when. I see these types of things coming in. Bottom line, the whole world system hates the guy and is fighting him tooth and nail and demonizing him and his family tooth and nail and any of his appointees. And, and again, with the whole pedophile game, trying to bring that down. I got into that last week. But um, I would say if anybody needs our prayers, it's, it's Trump and any of the righteous people he's got in positions or any of the righteous people in government at this point and in the military you know and i mean worldwide that god would you know bless them and empower them and protect them and their families and you know because <clears throat> i'm telling you they are they are out for blood lindsey graham announces congress is going to go after trump for anything and everything it it the littlest nitpicky thing they're trying to get it's stuff that you know Obama did a thousand times worse that they never said one thing about when he was in office. Trump will get it 400 times for doing something totally insignificant or anybody in his cabinet. That's what I'm seeing. Every, every, you know, every time, I, I mean, I don't even, I can't even go up to CNN. It's just demonization of Trump or anybody in his cabinet. And it's, it's just, it's mind boggling. It's so obvious what is actually going on. And then I'm going to get into this, but this week, Obama makes a surprise visit to Hawaii 48 hours before the same judge that he appointed, that he graduated from Harvard with at the same class in Harvard, his buddy, this guy he appointed in Hawaii, Obama. Obama makes a surprise visit to Hawaii 48 hours before the same judge blocks Trump travel ban again for the second time. Obama was in minutes, was within minutes of the judge during the Honolulu trip. 48 hours before he blocked this travel ban that I talked about. Which is the bare, bare, bare minimum of what needs to start happening. They don't want this to happen. They want the most wicked, evil devils from Islam pouring into this country, staging and waiting for jihad. And in the meantime, they're going to give them every single thing that they need 
And they're not going to keep track of them. They're not going to vet them. They don't care. Our government in these in, that, that's, that's in position from the Obama regime is so wicked, so evil, so corrupt, it defies the imagination. Judge said that blocking the new immigration order is unprecedented and judicial overreach. Donald Trump responded to the federal judge in Hawaii who froze his latest executive order, restricting immigration just hours before it was supposed to go into effect. This, just, this happens every day, though. Every single day. They're fighting him. They're blocking him. They're doing everything they can do to demonize the guy. Every single day. SNL just did that skit the other night where he said that Alex Jones, uh, uh, what's his name? Alec Baldwin was, was acting like he was Trump, and he said, Alex Jones was the one that told me that blacks are aliens or something, and, and that all well, black people aren't human, basically. And they're, they're doing all this stuff to try to create race wars between the whites and the blacks, to make blacks hate whites, and whites beyond the absolute total defensive because we're in the, you know, we're the bane of all existence, evidently, because we're white. Just telling you, that's how Hollywood portrays things. If you're white, you're stupid, and you're the cause of all slavery, and you're this and you're that, and you need to be, you need to die. Essentially, so much of what is going on on the college campuses echoes that. I've seen enough reports come in. I mean, it is unbelievable what is going on. I, I mean, it just defies, I, I probably should actually talk about this, because I've already brought this up, and then I'll come back to what I was going to talk about. Now, bear this in mind, this information, think about this information when we hear this interview that I'm going to be playing. So a ruling by a federal judge in Hawaii that blocked President Trump's travel ban was announced less than 48 hours after Barack Obama made a surprise visit to Honolulu. Imagine that. Hours before Trump's travel ban on individuals from the six worst Muslim countries, most terrorist-prone Muslim countries, was set to go into effect yesterday. This is the one they already blocked before. The one that Hollywood and every liberal devil on the planet was screaming and crying bloody murder for when it went into effect. U.S. District Court Judge Derek Watson, who presides in Honolulu, slapped down the policy, citing Trump's comments on Muslims during the presidential campaign as part of the reason for blocking, for blocking the ban. Watson was nominated by Obama to the position in November of 2012, having graduated from Harvard Law School in the same year as Obama. <laughs> hey, one hand's got to wash the other, right? You know, come on. You do me a favor, I'll do you. Scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. As the Honolulu Star reported, Obama made an unannounced return to Hawaii Monday. Just three months after his last official holiday visit as president, arriving with a small entourage that included Secret Service detail. It's wonderful to think that our tax dollars are still protecting that devil. Eagle-eyed Reddit users noted that Obama had dinner at the Noai restaurant, Noai Thai restaurant, which is just minutes away from the courthouse, and, and that Obama was likely within five minutes of this same judge's house at one point in the drive over. Popstar reports that Obama played golf, but was still, quote, still making time to take care of business. Oh, yeah, he took care of a lot of business, evidently, with his judge. As he met with tech leads. So this goes to show you how important this Muslim issue is. Think about Europe. Think about what's going on there in Europe, in Germany, in Sweden. And how the Muslims have basically, I mean, just ruined these whole countries uh, just about already. To a large extent, maybe not every area, but to a large extent. 
the 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 rapes are almost exclusively Muslim men that are that Muslim terrorist men that have been basically brought in unvetted the rapes of white women that's who they go after they're self-admitted all the statistics prove that look at what they're doing everywhere they go spreading their wonderful ideology their wonderful religious system but we just need to be more tolerant see that's my whole problem i'm not tolerant enough you know, it's, it's, this is on me. I really believe that. Because obviously they're wonderful people. We just need to embrace them a little harder. And maybe they'll stop being the devils that they are if we just embrace them a little harder. Try a little more. Bring a few more million of them in. You know that Islam just surpassed Christianity as the number one religion in the world like in the last week? Yeah. So now they outnumber Christian people that would identify as christians they literally outnumber them and that's what they said they're going to do they're going to breed us out of existence not only they're going to breed with their 19 wives that they've got at home who've all been generally mutilated and they'll generally mutilate their little girls and subjugate and make them wear beekeeper outfits really wonderful life for a woman you know if i was a woman I'd be, where do i sign up i mean what's not to like about this will you beat me too well sure i'll beat you and subjugate you and treat you like garbage Women are viewed lower than dogs in Islam. They're viewed lower than dogs. Okay? So where are all the social justice warriors crying out, all the feminazis crying out against all of the atrocities just from a female treatment standpoint in Islam? No, there's none. You know why? Because deep down, all these people love evil. They love evil. If you're a feminazi... If you're a social justice warrior, deep down, I really believe there's a part of you that just likes evil. And you, and you look at Islam and you there, there's demons in you and there's demons in, in Islam that identify with one another. And they're like, yeah, we're simpatico. We're good. You're evil, I'm evil. We're good. Even though if they were in power, they would kill you, lop off your head while they're raping your daughters. I'm not talking about my my listeners i'm talking about people in general that that these people that want to bring more muslims in and won't look at any of the facts at all don't confuse me with the facts my mind's made up is what they'll tell you they'll scream at you they'll threaten you they'll spit in your face they'll punch you they'll beat you but they will not debate you because they cannot debate on merit they can't they have no they have no leg to stand on whatsoever they're metal morons or midgets, whatever you want to call them. These are the people that want to bring more and more of these. And you just look at what they're doing wherever they go and wherever they're unleashed. And you can understand why it would be so important for a literal, uh, just like an ex-president who's only been out of office for like, you know, however, a couple months or whatever, a few months, for him to literally fly to Honolulu to strong arm this judge he appointed that he had graduated with from Harvard into blocking this travel ban again. And it's not even like probably the a ton of people are coming in on planes from these six countries. 
but they don't want they don't want that stream to stop at all. It's the same reason we have open borders or have had open borders, and now they realize that's the border wall. The border crossings are down forty percent. Okay, we have got to at least make sure that we're 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 up in our game here with the United Nations bringing these ones in and coordinated with these 501c3 religious organizations, Catholics, Lutherans, Presbyterians, all these other, and I've got got into them in the past, giving you the statistics on it so that they can amalgamate and assimilate them into our society and then they disappear. They just disappear and we don't know where they go. But they're still using those, those uh, cards that, that they're given. She's going to talk about it here. So they can still get their money and they can still get all their bills and expenses paid. So they don't have to worry about any of that. We're, we're paying that bill for them. So we're literally funding our own destruction with the tax system now. We're literally funding our own destruction when you pay into it. That's our government. So Obama's quote, he said he's quote, still making time to take care of business end of quote regarding this honolulu visit oh i bet i bet you devil and you're gonna burn in hell white hot white hot obama he said he met with tech leaders and that his return his quote return to politics might be sooner than we think well he's never left he's got his his compound two miles away from the white house where he's got valerie jarrett living eric holder one, another one of his henchmen and all of these social justice warriors and Black Lives Matters and all these other movements, Soros-sponsored uh, and funded movements, all ready to go hot whenever they give the order. And most likely it's going to start going down in the spring when the weather warms up and they're going to have all of these mass protests and they're going to try to get the old civil war kicked off. If they start activating these terror, these terror cells that they've already got, these Islamic terror cells, well, it's going to happen you know, sooner rather than later. I hope that doesn't happen, but I'm, I'm saying that is their plan. Other headlines just from this week read, Trudeau, the Canadian president, gives preference to Islam over all other religions in Canada. So now they, they get preferential treatment now, which is the way it will be here if it's not already. They're literally getting, other religions are now inferior okay islam has absolute authority and preference over all of the religions in canada now the most wicked evil black death cult on the planet of course it's going to get the 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 position of eminence over all the other it's it's wicked it's evil of course you of here's another headline you of t professor says it is not radical to support the caliphate, the Muslim caliphate, or the Sharia law. It's not radical. It's what we should all be doing. That's the goal. Absolutely. Another one. Teacher quits after Muslim primary school students threaten to behead her. Government does nothing. They can do whatever they want. Threaten whatever they want to do. And if they do kill a whole bunch of people, they just sweep it under the rug. They won't even mention the fact it was all Muslims doing it. Another one, Muslim gang pummels young Danish couple for eating a ham pizza. This was in, you know, in their home country. Another one, this one's lovely. 1,500 acid attacks have been recorded in London since 2011. 
So six years. 1,500 women, typically, almost every time, that get acid thrown in their face, which totally mangles their face and disfigures them. I forget to mention this one. For life, because some maggot devil Muslim got offended because she either spurned him or did something that they didn't like. So they'll come up to you when you're not expecting it, throw a whole thing of acid in your face and say, have a nice day. Have a nice life. Living, living, try, try to find a whatever, man or whatever. So they want to make sure you suffer the rest of your life. That's how sick and sadistic these devils are. And they don't mention one time in this report that any of these attacks were by Muslims. When they all are. Not one time did they mention it. Some comments from that particular report. One comment read, Ah, acid attacks, female genital mutilations, forced marriages, child marriages, Sharia courts, etc., etc. Britain is so progressive. Another one read, Yep, it's not even, and not to even, uh, let's not even mention immigration as, as though it has no bearing on acid attacks. And again, it has everything to do with the acid. If you didn't have these Muslims here, there would be no acid attacks. Who even thinks to do something like that? You know? Disfigure a woman for the rest of her life? Who thinks to do something like that? And then another another um, comment read, see how Britain has been culturally enriched by diversity? See, that's what we just, we need to be more diverse. We need, to, we need more of this. And yet, the left are so full of devils and demons. They'll scream at you and you how dare trump try to stop i mean and these are the six worst nations that don't vet anybody at all and he's just trying to keep them out temporarily and he's the he's the he's a demon from the pit of hell for doing that you know i don't care if it was him or anyone else doing it i would defend that these people need to not be here and the ones that are here need to be gone they are here for our destruction that is the only reason they're here let's go ahead and listen to this interview this is a amazing interview and it's um it's just mind-blowing Hey everybody, Josh Tully here from The Josh Tully Show. What you're about to see is an interview with a woman who sat in and was part of the UN Refugee Resettlement Program. And this interview is... Okay, sorry, I, I switched my speakers out here. Um, I was getting, I got a complaint about the audio. Um, uh, so I'm going to try to switch over to these types of speakers and maybe we'll get a little bit better audio quality. And it won't be such a big difference between me talking and the interview. So let's see how this works out here. And this interview is going to alarm many of you, so I'm going to tell you right now, be prepared with a pen and paper to take notes. You're going to want to call your congressmen, governors, representatives, and anybody else you can find, because this is going to make you mad. Just warning you. Transmission. Begins. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the Josh Tolley Show on the GCN Radio Network about yourself. Why are we here today? Well, uh, Josh, I've recently been uh, attending some UN refugee resettlement meetings. Okay. And uh, I started attending those last year 
and uh, I've uncovered some things that I thought were disturbing. And Before we get into what you uncovered, did the UN actually sponsor these meetings, or are these just UN refugees and some other organization sponsoring the meeting? The meetings are sponsored by uh, the Missouri Social Services. Um, okay. They host the meetings, but the meetings are under the auspices of the UN Refugee Resettlement Organization, the Office of Refugee Monitoring out of Washington, D.C. Okay. So you attend these meetings, you get in, what did you find? Well, uh, initially, uh, I, was, I was really curious about how they were, they seemed to be so casual. It, it just struck me as curious how casual they were about the number of people that they were bringing into the state of Missouri um, and how they were being brought in and where they were going and the conditions under which they were being brought in. And so, uh, you know, I was, I was kind of uh, taken aback, actually, by some of the things they were saying. Took a lot of notes, you know, and uh, just, you know, thought at the time, uh, how come I'm the only one in the room? When I looked around the room to see if any of this information was registering on the faces of the people in the room, it surprised me at, that they were all just very casual about it. Uh, I, I think I was the only person in the room that was disturbed by this information. Actually. So the people in the room, what were they doing? What were they being briefed on? Well, there were different agencies that okay. attend, and they, they have to attend these meetings. They're quarterly meetings, and so they, they are required to attend. So there were people there from St. Louis and Columbia and Springfield and Kansas City, and uh, they were there as, as a requirement of their contract with uh, so not only social services, but the Office of Refugee Management and uh, Office of Refugee Monitoring. So uh, the audience is going to say, well, what's the problem with this? I mean, we allow refugees, we vet the refugees, they're coming in, that's, that's a, a peaceful thing, right? Okay, uh, in 1980, President Jimmy Carter changed uh, the way that we receive uh, refugees, immigrants, and asylees, and they're all categorized differently. And so in 1980, he, uh, the act was the... Uh, uh, Refugee, uh, Immigration and Refugee Act. It was changed. Now, uh, the refugees that came into Missouri starting in uh, September, or starting in October, from October till mid-February, we had already received 34,000 of Ooh. that, of, of the 50,000 that was all right. And President Trump dropped the number back down to 50,000. Now, I know a lot of people, it was reported in the media, a lot of people were very angry with President Trump that he dropped the number down. But he was well within his purview legally to do that. Sure. Because he did not see a crisis that merited keeping that 110,000 ceiling. So he reduced it back down to 50,000. We had already received 34,000 and some change by mid-February, and so he, his, uh, I believe his plan was to slow it down even further, which he did do, because we have from now till September, you see. Sure. So uh, we're already at 65% of the total if we go with the 50,000 limit. What's interesting about that, though, is even... I mean, it needs to be zero. I mean, un unless they're bringing in Christians who are the ones that are being persecuted, it needs to be zero. These are like Muslim men fighting age that they're bringing in, the vast majority, with no other women. So, I mean, that's, a, that's an absolute recipe for disaster. Just look at Germany. Look at Sweden. 
look at the rape statistics. You know, just just not of women, but of like little children, little boys. All of the, I mean, they are so they're savages. These people are savages. I'm going to be the most politically incorrect person when it comes to this subject, and I really don't care because I look at the fruit of a tree, and these people are savages. Okay. So Obama raised the limits. Republican Speaker of the House Paul Ryan. He okayed raising it to over three hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So this isn't really Democrat versus Republican. Right. This is this is a, an issue larger than the two parties at play. That's right. Um, uh, many people, including myself, believe that this is an intentional uh, device used to invade the United States of America. Wow. So if it if it is uh, an intentional use to get refugees in, whether it's an invasion or not. We'll get to that in a minute. But if, if they are trying to bring people in, they're bringing in the safest, best people, right? Because the, the progressive media tells us all the time that these people are well-vetted, they've had their health checkups, they're good to go, just bring them on in. Actually, they are not vetted, and um, they are not the safest people. Uh, we're being told through mainstream media that they are going from 12 to 18 months' worth of vetting. But in the meetings that I have attended, I learned that there was no vetting done at all. They were literally given plane tickets and put on a plane right away within 24 hours. And uh, they were were put on the plane with the clothes on their back. Many of them uh, come into country diseased. They come in with tuberculosis, leprosy, um, HIV, Giardia, smallpox. Uh, polio, communicable diseases, apart from Giardia, which is a parasite, they're coming in with communicable diseases, highly contagious diseases. You know, just to back that up, we had a guest on the show. And I mean, again, this is one other aspect I kind of fail to even mention most of the time. How literally, not only are they bringing in all the devils and demons associated with their devil-demon religion and worship of the moon god, Allah, not only are they bringing in that type of, of demonic spiritual baggage, but they're literally bringing in all of these different diseases into this country. Non-vetting. They're, they're not vetting them in any way. They're not vetting their health. They're not vetting them to see if they're terrorists. In fact, the more, I'm, I'm convinced, the worst, the worst of the worst is what they really want here. They want the most diseased. They want the most pedophilic. They want the most demon-possessed Muslims they can get here that's what their goal is because they know that you know you bring enough of these devils in and you know bad things are going to really happen i mean they they know and and this is the whole goal she's a doctor from one of the major hospitals in new york city and she's trying to sound the alarm bell just from that perspective Mm -hmm. she has no political bent but just from a health perspective she was saying wait a second the pathogens and viruses these people are bringing in completely unchecked is a health hazard right. to the entire country. Right, right. So let, let me get this straight. So they're bringing them in completely unvetted and unchecked, but that means they're probably women and children who are about to get shot or something, right? Kind of like, like the last scene out of Vietnam where we're just bringing in whoever can get their kid on the helicopter. It's probably all women and children, correct? No, that is incorrect. That's what the mainstream media is telling us. They're telling us that it's primarily women and children. They're pulling on the heartstrings of the American people. We're a very compassionate people. And so knowing that, they pull on the heartstrings of the public, 
and and they uh, swoon the public over to this idea that we are actually saving the lives of women and children. The vast majority of the refugees that we've received here in Missouri have been males between the ages of 15 and, and upwards toward 40, 45 years old. So it's similar to what we've seen in Europe then, yeah. where initially Fighting they age said men. these refugees coming in were, were women and children. Even the UN admitted over 70% of them were fighting age males from 15 to 55, mm -hmm. and the women and children were nowhere to be seen. Right, that's right. Now, I will say that... So the most dangerous elements from a demographic standpoint regarding Islam you could bring in, 15 to 44, it's the time of a man's life where, where he has the most potential to be the most dangerous, essentially, you know, and that's what they're bringing in. We have had some women and children. Um, recently, uh, a load came into Kansas City about mid-February. One of the last uh, uh, groups of refugees that we received were Congolese. They were Christians, um, and a church from Sedalia actually picked them up from the airport and greeted them. And This must have been one of, like, the point two. 0.02% of Christians that they actually bring in out of the 100% Muslim population, or the 99.7% uh, Muslim population they bring in. They've got to bring in some, some token Christians every now and then, evidently. Sponsored them. And so those refugees uh, came. They were clean, okay. and they were uh, well-clothed. You could see on them that they were in a lot better conditions than some of these others that have arrived previously. Now, the Congolese uh, group that arrived, the, the church from Sedalia came to pick them up. I was just, I was just really tickled by this. Uh, they came with winter coats because, you know, these people, you know, arriving in Missouri in the middle of the winter, you know, sure. these people have never experienced winter like this. So this church comes. They were from the Congo. From what I've seen about the Congo, I remember Ken Hovind did a whole thing on the Congo that there's parts of the Congo, like that we've never explored. Man's hardly ever explored. Not like, I guess, you would say like European or or, or or American or people, because it is so unbearable the heat, in a, a lot of different parts of the Congo, especially the jungle, that it's literally you can't even go in there. I mean, you would die from, like, the heat. It's that bad. I think the combination of the humidity and the heat, it is so incredibly untenable, you, you just can't even survive. So, yeah, of all people on the planet, I would imagine they would probably have the least exposure to cold. I'm pretty sure it's right on the equator, and it's it's very, very, very incredibly hot. And they've got coats, and they've got, you know, everything that these people need to be in Missouri in mid-February. <laughs> So I thought that was great. I that's, love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And th th that's the thing. There is a place for refugees. Right. There's there's a reason countries welcome in people who are being persecuted or responding to a natural disaster or what have you. Mm -hmm. But you're telling Yeah, and again, I, would, I have no problem. I think it's great. Bring in Christians wherever they're, from wherever they're being persecuted, whether it's, it's Africa, whether it's the Middle East. Br get them out of harm's way. Of course... We could do so much on the ground over there to stop, what, but no, we've actually funded the very terrorists that are killing the Christians, okay? But we've done, so the blood of so many Christian martyrs are on the hands of the wicked, evil politicians, 
um, in this country in particular, and, and, and in Europe as, as well, that have actually funded these terrorists, enabled them, created these organizations like ISIS and things of this nature, um, they're the ones that are actually creating them. Me that what was promised to us, that these were vetted refugees, mm -hmm. not only do we have people in law enforcement who are saying the vetting process is rigged mm -hmm. and, and the countries that they're coming from are lying, but you're saying at the UN refugee meeting, they're telling you that they're not even vetted at all. They're grabbing them and giving them <laughs> tickets and getting right, on the airplane. Right. Uh, they, they kind of made casual remarks about the vetting process, uh, saying things like, well, if they're vetted, you know, maybe they're vetted. Uh, but I, I walked away from those meetings with a clear understanding that these refugees are not vetted. And um, not only were they not vetted, but when they arrived here uh, and, and we were being taught or trained on how to process them into the state. And so we were... But you can't go any place on earth as an American or from Europe and go to a country and expect them not to vet you. Or expect to, if you're trying to gain citizenship, expect not to be typically paying um, some type of very, very high price to even get in the country and to become a citizen. I know I've checked into stuff before about becoming citizens in other... And I mean, it's... It's typically a huge monetary outlay, and, you know, you typically have to show them that you're going to be a contributing member of society. Things, The exact opposite criteria that applies to these devils. No vetting. They're full of diseases. They're going to come here and kill us. Okay, you win. You, 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 that's, you, you filled all of our, we checked off all the boxes. You, you filled every one of them. Thank you. Come in and, and you know. Serve Satan to your fullest extent you can. Kill, rape, steal, and kill. Maybe it's not going to be right when they get off the plane. But, you know, when that green light's given, sure. You know, kill. That's basically what their, their, their mandate is. told that when they arrive at the airport, uh, we are to take them to a processing place, which is someplace in the airport. So we take them to this room. We sit them down. Uh, and, and hopefully there's a translator Hopefully. Uh, sometimes there's not a translator. And well, so hold on one second, because that, that brings up a really interesting point. If they're arriving on an airplane, mm -hmm. it's probably fanfare, and, and there's people waiting at the airport with signs, welcome refugees, they're probably bringing in school kids. Is that the sort of reception they're getting, or do they bring mm -hmm. them in kind of unannounced? Right. The, they're coming in at night. They're coming what? in at midnight. Right, right. And, and we were told that this, uh, this is because the plane fare is cheaper, is what they're telling us. But that they, makes no sense. But they talked out of the side of their mouth and said, but there's less public. There's less public at the airport. And so uh, I think that's closer to the truth. If they come in at night and they're diseased and they're dirty and they're coming with the clothes on their back and there's no interpreter uh, and they haven't been vetted, doesn't it make sense that they would come at night? They would deliberately bring them in at night? They're sneaking them in. Sure. Wow. Sure. So obviously if... Yeah, they, they don't want this to be something where, you know, the uh, what would be good is if actually people in the alternative media started showing up and literally exposing what is actually going on and filming this and in confronting these people as they're getting off the plane confronting the people that are actually there to um pick them up and to whisk them off under cover of night now it, it reminded me of of a lot of um some of the bible verses john three nineteen, 
it says, and this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, and that light is Jesus Christ, and men love darkness rather than light. And this just, it reminds me of, you know, like a cockroach likes darkness. As somebody that's doing evil things likes darkness. They're going to be bringing in, they know what they're doing is wrong and evil, so they're going to bring them in under the cover of night, you know. And it says, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And this is, this is definitely a very evil thing that's going on. John 3.20 says, For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Okay, so everything that they're trying to do, and they've got the mainstream prostitute media to cover for them every step of the way, Everything that they're doing under the cover of darkness, all the pedophile scandals, this that we're talking about now, all of the wickedness that is being done in high government and in underground bases and by the Illuminati and by Hollywood and in every other place wicked things are going on, they want to make sure that those deeds are done in darkness and that that darkness is kept on it so that their deeds are not reproved. And that's the main function of the mainstream media is to protect these devils. Um, so... I just kind of wanted to throw that in there. If we know they're full of communicable diseases, mm -hmm. the airplanes are then sanitized. Oh, yeah. Well, listen to this. And cleaned out before normal Joe American gets on for his morning commute. Right? I asked that same question. I asked in the meetings, you know, is anybody cleaning the planes? You know, what's going on with the planes and the vehicles uh, that pick these refugees up? You know, you're either using your personal vehicle or, you know, in my case, I was going to rent a 15-passenger van uh, to okay. pick them up. And so then the question I had was, are, who's going to clean this? You know, because if you're talking tuberculosis, which is airborne, right. um, HIV, uh, which can be transmitted through a sneeze or a cough through uh, droplets of moisture from, from a, an infected individual, um, or if you're talking about leprosy, which is very contagious, uh, you know, how are you going to clean these vehicles? And they never answered my question. And this is coming not only from, from these Muslims that they're flying in, but also the illegal aliens that are coming in from Central America and Mexico and those types of places. They're bringing all kind of communicable diseases. And again, it's just one more element to how they're trying to destroy America, uh, you know, Bringing in these, these I mean, for the most part, very, very pagan, demon-infested individuals that are, and I pray to God, I, I do pray to God their souls be saved, if it be possible, but for the most part, these people have a hatred of America. They're coming here to either destroy us or because they think that they, they're entitled to this and that, you know, they're going to come here to ultimately fulfill some type of of agenda like Ozatlan with the uh, with the Mexicans, where they believe that you know the Gringo or whatever took their land away a long time ago, and we're here to to take it back, and that, that's a whole other part that we talked about in the last study. So these planes and these transportation vehicles and these types of things are not being cleaned. You could have people coming all the way from the Middle East, Middle East, with multiple diseases that are communicable spreading them all over the plane and the planes not being cleaned at all and then you get on there with your family and you wonder why you or certain members of your family start turning up with tuberculosis or god forbid leprosy or whatever else but that's what that's what our government wants for us that's exactly what they 
are trying to do. It's just one aspect of it, though. That's crazy. Yeah. That's absolutely nuts. So they get off the airplane. They're, they're taken. Where, where do they go from that point? Well, uh, before they arrive, uh, agencies, there's, there's some agencies that are supposed to be administrating the uh, influx of these refugees. So there's, in Kansas City, it's Jewish Vocational uh, Services or Jewish Technical Services. They go by both names. Uh, and then in St. Louis, uh, Catholic Charities. Then there's okay. a Lutheran organization. And so these, these uh, agencies, if you will, receive funding for these refugees. They receive right off the bat $2,500 just to Whoa. go pick them up. I mean, just, just to bring them in and process them. So these devil 501c3 Horace yoked up with the government Christian religious organizations receive 2500 and I'm not sure if that's for like the whole plane load of them or per person just to go pick them up. So the love of money is the root of all evil. There's a lot of people that are getting mega mega rich off this and they're doing it under the cover of Christianity typically whether whether it's catholicism or lutheran or whatever these different organizations are, are going and picking them up huge financial incentives and what does that also do that also gives them a huge financial incentive to keep their mouths shut so this is why i have i have screamed so much about the 501c3 whore church for so long because of all the nefarious evil things and then you look at the clergy response teams and you look at how you know a just gigantic amount of pastors in america are on the fema clergy response teams yoked up with homeland security they're literally keeping tabs on their congregation and when the time comes they're going to tell their congregation come in you know whether it's some type of plague event or whatever come in uh get your get your shots uh we're gonna come in protect you and they're going to be rounded up and put on buses and taken away to the labor camps the concentration camps and they're going to use these churches, these 501c3 whorehouses, essentially, as the staging areas to literally, and, and the pastors won their trust a long time ago, even though they have no idea the pastors even clergy response because they're sworn to secrecy and they'll never reveal it to their congregation. Some misapplication of Romans 13 and wanting to save their own hide to boot, they're going to sell out their congregations. Now, I'm not saying every 501c, but there's going to be a ton of them. That is the norm, I would have to say at this point. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. They're, they're, um, they have no true love for the sheep because they're a hireling. They're doing it for the money. They're doing it to save their own skin. They'll sell out their whole congregation in order that they don't have to go to the camps, even though they're going to end up there as well. A lot of these churches have railroad tracks right next to the. I reported on that one. Railroad tracks that go right by the church, just load them right up on in, like cattle cars. When the time comes and these and the FEMA clergy response teams are activated, that's exactly what their primary responsibility. I have read you all of the documents that came straight from the minutes from these meetings, where that's exactly what it said. Your job, pastor, is to not quote Bible. It's to placate the masses. It's to basically give them comfort up until the point where, basically. Essentially, they're taken off to the concentration camps and forced vaccinated. So, this is what we're dealing with here. Okay. And so, after that, then, they're also awarded block grants. 
and the block grants are for setting up shops, so to speak, so that you can have a staff and an office and office equipment and leasing costs, all of this. So, uh, and, and, and we know that they're making an incredible amount of money doing this. Uh, we, we haven't, I have not been able to ascertain exactly how much money is being spent on the refugees themselves versus how much money is being awarded to these agencies. Sure. So uh, in, in my estimation, these agencies are making quite a bit of money off of this, off of this uh, program. It's almost like they're making money running refugees. Sure. Wow. Sure. So in other words, it's blood money. They've sold their soul to Satan a long time ago, these 501c3 religious organizations, under the guise of Christianity. And, you know, this is the state of affairs we find ourselves in, in, in at least in America. I'm sure it's very, very similar over in Europe as well and, and in other places. I just think it's, you know, as far as America goes, we're probably the, the most interconnected and organized as far as the whole 501c3 corporate church goes. Because, I mean, there's churches on about on every corner here. Okay, so we're talking about the idea that, that these organizations are making money running these refugees. Mm -hmm. What's happening to the refugees themselves, though? They, they come into town, are they given a place to live, maybe some spending money? What happens to them? Okay, uh, these agencies are notified about the number of refugees they'll be receiving. Okay. And that's through the U.S. State Department. And so they're told, uh, you know, Kansas City will receive this many, St. Louis will receive this many. And again, this is all being coordinated with the United Nations. They're the ones telling the churches what you're going to be receiving. And the churches are looking at this, or the 501c3 organizations, religious organizations, are looking at some big payday every time they get a, a um, load of these Muslim terrorists in. You know, I'm not saying every one of them are, but a, a ton of them are. And so it's just, it's, it's just, it's incomprehensible. And so on. And so uh, it's broken down into days and times. And so they're given a, a calendar or an itinerary of when these refugees will be arriving. So the, the job of the agency then is to find housing for these refugees okay. and to find a job for the refugees and to get them set up on... Uh, food and Medicaid and welfare and a housing allowance. In addition to receiving cash, they receive cash upon arrival. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you <laughs> so know, I will say this recently um, when I when I mentioned this. So food, housing, and cash, and every other th every other little thing that they could possibly need, and they have nothing to contribute to society other than beheading you and raping. You know, the women and the small children and the small boys. That's basically, you know, in a nutshell, what we're getting in return. And it's your hard-earned taxpayer money at work doing all this. In a, in a meeting with some legislators, sure. uh, a legislative assistant said under her breath, well, that money is for gas. And so I walked over to her and I said, I'm so sorry, I didn't hear what she said. Tell me again what you said. She goes, that cash, it's for gas. And I said, so you're going to give a refugee uh, gas money, and they don't even have a car. 
That doesn't make sense. Or nowhere to go. Or nowhere to go. Because typically with refugees, you set up a refugee camp, mm -hmm. and they all live in the camp until it's safe for them to go home, and then they go home. Mm -hmm. You don't set them up with jobs and, you know, careers. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't they need, like, a work visa or some sort of identification number to get a job? Well, uh, they come into country with no paperwork. We were okay. told that over and over. In fact, the, the paper chain starts, paper trail started, I, I got the impression it was starting with us once they arrived here and we began to fill it out. Now, interestingly, uh, because their names were hard to understand or, or there was not a way to get them to communicate to us what their names were, many of the applicants are, are just simply listed FUNU. And FUNU stands for full name unknown. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Hold on. So not only are we not vetting them, even though the government tells us we are, not only are they coming in with communicable diseases mm -hmm. and we're not doing anything to protect the public, they're literally coming in completely, your name is FUNU, full name unknown. Uh-huh. Then how do we know they were vetted? Like, should, shouldn't they at least come with a piece of paper that says, yes, you were vetted by U.S. Customs Agent 472 in Syria or something? You would think. You would think. Okay, so Mr. Unknown comes off the airplane. Right. Then what? Well, uh, we were we were encouraged to uh, get them processed with a medical review team, and the medical review team... So, uh, again, they don't even know their names. I mean, how, how do you vet someone when they, you don't even, they have no paperwork? None. They could be the worst butcher of Babylon terrorist that you could possibly imagine... Well, you don't, we don't need any of that. We don't need any vetting. We don't need to know who you are. What are you, prejudice? What are you, bigot or something? What are you, anti-Muslim? Are you, are you Islamophobic? Of course we don't need any of that. They could do whatever they want. I mean, literally, this is the insanity of the world that we're living in here. You could, whereas an American or somebody from um, Europe or whatever could never go into another country and expect those kind of I don't even know what you would call it. Expect that, expect that kind of treatment, ever. But evidently, we're, they're owed that from us because we're the wicked infidels and we owe them. We owe them big time and, um, you know, I guess this debt has to be paid that way. They just have to come in and without question. As supposed to go over their medical history and uh, identify any kind of maladies they may have come into country with. Well, that was somewhat alarming to me, I'm going to be honest with you, because I know that if, if you or I wanted to, say, take a cruise, mm -hmm. and let's say uh, yesterday, the day before the cruise, uh, you came down with a fever. When you show up to get on that ship, they're going to fill out a little card, and they're going to say to you, uh, Mr. Tolly, have you been sick within the last 24 hours? And if you said to them, well, yeah, I had a fever yesterday, you're out. You don't right. get on the ship. <laughs> and right. the I mean, that's to get on a cruise. And that's if you had a fever. I mean, it's nothing compared to having tuberculosis or leprosy. Or one of, I mean, it's just, again, it's just total incomprehensible insanity. Same with coming into the country. You know, uh, uh, I've traveled outside of the country, and when we get ready to come back in, they'll, they'll do the same thing on the other side. Yep. You know, have you had any illnesses, or have you cut yourself, any wounds, anything wrong with you? Hey, we even come in contact with livestock. Like, <laughs> they ask us a ton of questions. Yeah, yeah. And, and have you drank any of the milk 
from a country that doesn't test their cattle for tuberculosis right. because you'll get tuberculosis. So, yeah, we're asked these things before we come in. So these refugees are not afforded that same um, line of questioning. They're, as best I can tell, now on the medical review team that's processing them when they come in, uh, they are asking them questions, you know, about general health overall. Uh, but I would also like to, to let you know that much to my shock, uh, they wanted us to try to identify them in such a way that they would qualify for long-term Social Security disability. Now, what? Yeah. And long-term long Social Security disability is for life. Yeah. So if they get identified and qualify for long-term Social Security disability, they are as good as set up for life for medical treatment. That doesn't sound like a refugee to me. Just being honest. Yeah. That sounds like... I mean, th this sounds just like the ultimate, our government complicit in scamming the system. I mean, I I've heard of people trying to get, you know, that type of disability, like, let's say, somebody trying to fake whatever and... But this is where the government is literally complicit in making sure that this happens. It, it, I mean, I just, I, I'm just shaking my head. I, I can't even believe what we're listening to. Somebody who's planning on staying here. Yeah, A refugee right, right. stays until the problem's over and then goes home. Well, that's right. And so... Uh, they, they instructed us to try to identify, to try to get the client, because once they arrive here, we're, they're now called clients. They're now they're called, called clients. clients. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because clients pay. Sure. See, but they're not paying a dime. It's But they're getting paid. These 501c3 sold out to Satan organizations that are bringing them in, they're getting paid by our wicked government in order to make this all happen, like this, she said, the $2,500. I don't know if that's per person or whatever, but there's probably a multiple of different ways they're being paid so that they make sure that, you know, obviously if they were just being paid to, to bring them in or whatever, and they had no incentive to keep, I don't know, making sure that every little um, whim of the Muslim was being supplied if there was no monetary incentive, they probably wouldn't, they'd probably say, okay, well, we've done, we've made as much money as we can make because we're devils, we're these 501c3 devils, and, okay, you're on your own. But that's not happening, as you're going to see. They're being taken care of on a monthly basis, and then if you could get them on long-term Social Security, well, then they're set for life. Absolutely set for life. Social Security, which they've not paid a dime into, nothing, and they're they're getting that they're getting those benefits. I mean, this is the most satanic thing. <laughs> oh my word! Sure, I'm starting and to so, see where this is leading. Here. So uh, they told us that we needed to talk to the client and ask them if they had any uh, headaches, recurring headaches, or any lower back problems. <laughs> Excuse me, anything that would qualify them for Social Security long-term disability. Wait, wait, hold, wait, wait, wait. So, let me get this straight. Part of the screening is supposed to be, are you sick, maimed, injured, whatever? Right. No. Okay, good. You can come in. Yeah. You get on the airplane, are you sick, maimed, injured, whatever? Yes. Good, so we can give you disability. Correct. What? Yes. Yes, so it's all based on lies. It's all based on, you tell me what you want to hear getting in, okay? 
the Muslims train, they're, they're being groomed on what to say and what not to say. And then when they get here, they're also being groomed what to say and what not to say. Meaning, okay, if you say this, oh, oh, yeah, God, lure back, whatever. Okay, great. We're going to put you on social security disability for the rest of your life. You're set up forever, buddy. Here you go. And you don't have to do anything for it. You just, here it is. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, this should, this should be front page news all across America. And I mean, whoever is responsible for this, I mean, like Trump said, literally disconnecting from the United Nations would be one of the main steps I would literally love to see. I mean, obviously because they are the backbone of the coming new world order. They're literally the coming backbone, not only from a political sense, but also from a religious sense, because they're the main ones that are behind those types of devil gurus like the guy that refers to himself as Lord Maitreya. And, and when, the, when his website first came out, who says he's basically the savior of like all the major monotheistic religions, he's their awaited savior. When that website was first came out with Share International, it was United Nations sponsored. Okay. Later, the United Nations kind of distanced itself, and that was that part was taken off the website because they didn't want to appear as though they were that joined at the hip. Okay. But there's a huge. Suffice it to say, there's a huge religious component with the United Nations. Okay. In fact, that's probably the most important component. But it's the one that you don't hear a lot about. If you're doing anything with the UN, you're not going to hear a lot about the religious components. That's more the people that are in the know at the higher levels. But that will be unveiled at a future date, obviously. This is insanity. Yes, it is insanity. But in order to get Social Security disability benefits, don't you need a Social Security number? Well, we, are, we were instructed in the meeting that one of the first things we were supposed to do was sign them up for Social Security. <laughs> yeah. Wait. <laughs> this is unbelievable. So they come over here and they get a Social Security number. Right. They they've, they've not paid a dime into Social Security. They're going to be nothing but a burden on our society. They're going to contribute nothing. The only thing they're going to contribute is raping, stealing, killing, pillaging, and ultimately committing jihad against the infidel Americans. Okay, ultimately. I'm not saying that's all going to happen the first day. I'm saying ultimately that's why we're bringing them in. As a fifth column, uh, troops that will go and they will die and they'll have no problem with it because they think they're going to be in, um, if they can die while killing infidels, and that's all you're going to have around you. So there's a very, very good chance that you're going to go to paradise in that particular environment to be with your 72 virgins and white-skinned boys. That's all part of the deal that that um, the uh, Muslim religion made up, saying whenever you kill an infidel in service, that's that's where you're going to go. That's part of the deal. Because that, that satisfies the Muslim and his pedophilic natures, especially with little boys, because they really like little boys. Just go to Afghanistan or Pakistan where they have the little chai tea boys that they have as their little sex slaves, and they treat them like dogs, and they treat them lower than animals. And then that generation grows up, and it does the same thing. And it's this big, demonic, disgusting society where that is viewed as the absolute normal. I mean, that is, don't even say anything against it because that is normal, that's wonderful, it's good, and, you know. But yet, we're the infidel dogs. I just, what I love about it, they're the most unclean devils, evil 
sickening what they do and yet we're viewed by them as the infidel unclean dogs i I love it i just love the dichotomy there come legal correct are you pulling my leg no i'm not and then after they after we processed them for a social security card then uh we were to process them for a u.s passport (laughs) no you're not yes yes so that that's about the time i so, I mean, hey, they got it. They got Social Security. They got a passport. You're going to see all, what other goodies they get here. Said, okay, I was done. I've heard everything I, I want to know. I, I was so angry about this that they would receive a U.S. passport. It just, you know, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that we were giving these people Social Security cards and U.S. passports and free medical, free housing, free food, free everything. Free everything. Yeah, but this, the, the thing that bothers me, because the food we can recoup from. And the money irritates me, but we can earn it back and we can stop the program or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But once you give somebody a social security number mm-hmm. and you give them what's considered globally the golden ticket, which is a U.S. US passport, passport. Right. That right. is beyond comprehension right. that we're doing this. That's right. Do bureaucrats know this is happening? Well, interestingly enough, uh, no, they don't. Uh, a lot of governors are unaware of how many refugees have come into their state where they're located, under what conditions they've arrived. Uh, and I believe this is intentional. I believe this is intentional. And again, there's, they could, you know, use plausible deniability. Oh, well, I didn't know this was happening when they knew all along it was happening. And they, they were in on it. And, you know, so I'm not really inclined to give people like governors or senators or congressmen these big breaks where, oh, well, they didn't know well, golly gee whiz, I mean, they just didn't know, and, and oh boy, look what happened. You know, I just, this is their job. You know, you know, this is their job. They should know everything about this, and I just, I don't buy it. I just don't buy it personally. Now, we do know that the governor of Texas and the governor of Tennessee have both uh, stopped this, and they're, and they're refusing to take any more refugees. In fact, uh, they've uh, federal government has filed a lawsuit against both of those states <laughs> because they're refusing to take any more refugees. How dare you keep your people safe? Right. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and stop um, over time here. I'm going to stop part one here, and we will go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.